All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The first selection of the National Hockey League Draft belongs to... The Daily Faceoff Podcast comes to you courtesy of the Nation Network. The first overall pick in the 2015 NHL Draft. Face-off. The Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off podcast with your host, Brock Sagan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 46 of the Daily Face-Off podcast. I'm your host, Brock Segan. With me, as always, to my left, Michael Biebs. Bonnie, how's it going, Biebs? Feeling super festive, super jolly, and uh, doing good, Brock. Good to hear. And to his left, straight out of Brantford, Ontario, Strike. joining us in studio, also in his in-man cave, Dylan G. Burton. How's it going, Biebs? So happy to be here, man. So happy to be live, eh? Yeah. So great. much better. I had to confirm it is the Roman Pollock podcast. It's yeah. slightly, <laughs> well, way more distracting being right next to Beebs all the time. But yeah. I don't think it really deters from the quality of the show that much. <laughs> so my facial features will do that to people. Right. Really and we're mailing, this is the last show before it. Christmas. We're mailing this one in anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just the people mail know it. it. In. Yeah. Mail it in Monday <laughs> on a Wednesday. Um, Classic guys. Yeah. So like. D kind of reference. We're gonna have a little bit of fun with the show, which I think we say like every third show. Like, all right, we're gonna have a little fun yeah, today. You say that every show. Right? <laughs> it's gonna be quick. Gonna we tried be fun. for two weeks in a row. Uh, an but what we're gonna do? Later. I'll lay out the show for you before we get started. We're gonna kick it right off with some guys. 
uh, to target on the waiver wire, but it's not just guys that you know you should maybe target on the waiver wire, but it's just guys that when we were looking at um, you know the waiver wire or or just like fantasy hockey in general, it's guys that who have been absolutely unreal or really good this year, right. played a lot better than they have kind of were projected at the start right. of the year. And bode well going forward. Yeah, and, and have a lot of promise going forward that are extremely, like their own percentages are extremely low and we think that right. they not, should be much higher. Not so getting like, enough respect. They might not be uh, available in all of your leagues or whatever, but these are just guys that, like Beeps just said, deserve a lot more respect. Yeah. Um, so we're here to dish out a lot of respect for some guys that are getting... So much respect. So much shade thrown at him right now. But, Beeves, why don't we? Uh, why don't you kick us off with some respect? Who are you respecting these days? Okay, I know well, what it means to Beeves. For one, um, <laughs> I did mention that I mention this guy every time until people start picking him up. But Wenberg's still only like fifty three percent owned. Can people pick this guy up? Okay, but I'm not gonna talk about him at all because I always. Do I wish him. he had a more fun name to say like Risto. Still pretty good though. Like, yeah, but people know Wenberg. <laughs> Win not bad. You say like tender, yeah. like TJ. Win yeah. yeah, not bad, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, scoot, I have the best him, audio clip to play this, like in the second half from Risto. Like they did this like Christmas uh, thing for the Sabers today, oh, yeah. and it was like uh, they sang like, like the Mariah Carey song, and it was just, like they all did like, like, like read it, and uh, Eichel was just like brutal. Like Eichel is like literally Watch the world's it. worst Watch it. actor ever. Yeah, but then like sure, um, sure. Yeah, Risto is just expecting to be a good. Yeah, actor. No, I don't know, but like so. Like like yeah, Ryan O'Reilly was super, actors, was super like jokes. Yeah. But uh but Risto is literally it's like the thickest accent, like just hilarious. Like, I All I want for Christmas <laughs> is you That's Risto. That's exactly what it sounds like. Did you watch it? No. <laughs> like, perfect. I'm going literally to though. Yeah. I'll show you guys in the second half and play it for I look like I'm I've been practicing my Risto. Oh my god, dude, that's I'm exactly becoming what it's, him. That's exactly what it sounded like. My but, slap uh, shot's about forty miles per hour less. Can we just like before we get into take. guys speaking <laughs> of speaking of guy who deserves some respect, he gets tons from us every week, but like Risto is on absolute Risto's on fire. Oh, right now. Risto! Risto! Oh, Risto! Nightly. Just like Nightly. just ridiculous right now. Like it's it, it's weird. Like we talked about how much Eichel's return should help some of the savers, specifically Risto. And literally, like, right. from the second Eichel return, Risto has just been ridiculous. Yeah, I think I like he's got savers three goals and 11 assists in his last 10 yeah. games. Two of them are in OT. That's crazy. Yeah, like, he's yeah, just that. on an absolute heater right now. Um, but anyways. He's on what? A heater. Oh, I said a heater. I was like, no, yeah, whatever. Whatever you say, daily face-off guy. Yeah, three goals, 11 assists <laughs> for 14 points in his last 10 games. So, our boy Risto! On fire. Killing it. Much deserved respect. But anyways, Probably take it picked away. up take in every away, league, Eves. though, because he should be, 100%. Anyways, um, going for a vet here, 48% owned, a little rattled. Um, Henrik Sedin. Like I said, only 48% owned. He has 22 points in 33 games, so he's still uh, he's playing pretty well. He's reliable, although he is old. A lot of people don't want to touch those Vancouver guys, but he still is the number one option out there um, for points. He's on pace for 14 goals, 60 points in total, which is still pretty solid. That's a bottom of your roster type guy. Super good. Um, if you can afford the so big minus that he's getting, as a bottom. I know, right? Like this was a guy a couple years ago. People were like dying for in the first round because they wanted that twin yeah. combo. Yeah, like, not even that long ago. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I don't know. I maybe I, I don't know. Just the whole Vancouver Gong Show is scaring people. They've actually played like fairly okay. Yeah, last yeah. Week. Well, I mean, really the Twins' good. production has definitely fallen off, but they're still like the same rosterable at the bottom. Yeah, yeah for like sure. like for them to be owned in less than fifty percent, that's kind of like it's crazy. Come on. 
But um, they will give you a hard minus in that category if, that, <laughs> if you're afraid of that. And uh, he will not produce a lot of shots. But regardless, he's a pretty solid source of assists. I have a question for power both play you guys points. here. If, uh, like, have you ever just, like, looked at your lineup and just been like, ah, oh, yeah, like, plus minus? Like, I've never even, no, like, factored no, in plus no. minus in my lineup ever. Dude, I roster, like, like I don't three even, like, Columbus guys and three Buffalo guys a like, night. Like, my minus well, Columbus is, is like Columbus is good now, but, like, <laughs> It was so crazy. Like, the other day I was just, like, looking. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, I was up, like, 9-1 in a league, and I went and looked. And the only thing I was losing was, like, plus minus. My team had, like... So many goals and assists, and my team was like minus seventeen. Yeah, probably like, a crap ton of power play yeah, points, so that's exactly why. Yeah, that. but no. it was just like I don't think I've ever actually looked at it. So no, I always. I wouldn't be scared category. of guys like that at all. No, that's just my the team's that right? Like the guys on the better teams. Yeah, but, that, but that's what Beebs is saying too. Right. Like the, they're obviously going to struggle. Yeah, right. that's, that's always actually, what happens. Is like in leagues, guys won't go after like you know the Wenbergs or guys like that because they're like, oh no, they're on that team or a Phoenix guy. Yeah, well, right now, Arizona. sorry, Arizona. The one in the Arizona jar. Right now, I wouldn't touch them either. But like guys like that who are like going to produce, but they might be better off minus. having Hendrick Sedin who's going to pick up 60 points and minus 20 than yeah. have a guy who's going to pick up 45 points and a, and a plus 10. Yeah. Totally agree. Because it can help you across more categories. Right? Exactly. Yeah. It's plus, plus minus. minus whatever. Oh, no. Honestly, it's just If you're it, losing yeah. plus minus, you're doing it right. <laughs> What'd you say? It's <laughs> it. Like, who gives a shit? Right? <laughs> no, I agree. Like, honestly, though, if you're losing it... doesn't... It, it's not like it really... Like, it's not any indicator like people pretend it is of how that guy's actually playing at all. Right? No. It's funny because, like, it's just literally, like, uh, fallen off so hard, like, since the advanced stats, like, so started getting introduced. Thing. And then, like... But it's so funny how often you still hear it on, like, the actual television broadcast. Yeah. And you're just sitting there, just, like, everyone's just like, Shake shut it. up! Shaking your head. Just get out of here. Yeah. But uh, D, who do you think deserves a little more respect right now? Uh, another guy we've definitely championed in the past in this podcast. Uh, Ehlers, Nikolai Ehlers. 26 oh, yeah. points in 35 Deserved. games. Still just 20 years old. His own percentage sitting at a lowly 65% right now. So, you know, we've said it before. I've definitely said it before. But we'll say it again. This guy's the real deal. And he's got all the makings of an elite playmaker. Which includes an elite goal scorer on his wing. Right yeah. Now, Patrick Laine. <laughs> Shifley too. He's been real. yeah. Pretty he's been solid, amazing yeah. at even strength Ehlers. That is, uh, you know, which is generally considered to be more sustainable over the course of a longer periods of time, like a season or even a career. He's tied for third in the league in even strength points right now with the likes of Crosby, Malkin, and Tarasenko. <laughs> no he's biggie. got twenty. That's Leads the ridiculous. NHL in even strength assists. Uh, course here, uh, possession rating of fifty two point nine percent right now with a relative score of. 5.8% on the Jets, which is, you know, just as good. Shows you how effective that Shifley line and Ehlers line has been at controlling play this season. Except for yesterday when I played him in DraftKings. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. So, but the only thing that's holding back his production from being elite across the board right now is that lagging Jets power play that somehow sitting at just 14.9 uh, success rate on the season. Yeah. Bottom okay. five in the league. And there's honestly, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. There's, uh, to me, there just seems to be too much offensive skill on that unit for that not to turn to some degree. Well, like, Dustin Buffalo doesn't have a power play goal. Either. Yeah, that's going to change. <laughs> That'll change <laughs> real soon, and but it's going to change. Like, like, they got depth, too. Like, past that first line, you still have Little, Wheeler, Dude, and guys would, like that, right? They, like, and they just started getting healthy now, too. Like, I updated their lines yesterday with Patan returning. Like, yeah. they're deep, man. They're good. Yeah, they are, dude. And, like, they sent back one of, like, the most more, more promising prospects in the NHL, too, at the start of the year in Connor. Like, yeah. he's coming up soon, too. Like, they're going to be real dangerous. Marco Dano's looked a lot better this yeah, year. Yeah, they're still a on the back, back end, healthy. but them winning that draft and moving up the lining was just huge Insane. for their team. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, t- I mean, to me, Ehlers is, like, a borderline elite hockey player, and his own percentage just doesn't reflect yeah, that no, at all. No. 65% point. is way too Right, good. so you're probably not going to find him in your league, but another guy that a lot of people are, in general are just sleeping on, and probably he had, like, kind of a hot streak for a bit there, so mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are kind of just assuming. Maybe, like, buy him low, too. Yeah, yeah. no, definitely. We, 
we were talking. Yeah, it's funny too because sometimes like that factors into some of the more novice fantasy owners. Yeah. It's like you might get an offer for a guy who's not playing as good, uh, who's got a you know hundred percent own percentage or ninety nine percent own. Yeah, they look at the guy that. that's like sixty five. They look at like, that oh, for sure. Oh, like this guy's. Oh not yeah. Good. So that I'm is a, good, that a, a nice buy. Okay, because he won't be available. It's just like straight up, you know, uh, who wants to be a millionaire? You ask the audience. You know, see yeah. what the people are seeing inside <laughs> with the crowd. Like, yeah. It's a it's a real thing for sure. For sure, but. Uh, <laughs> A guy that I'm definitely looking at, I tweeted it out at the start of the show, uh, a guy that I absolutely love right now is Victor Arvidsson, who has left and right wing eligibility, 38% owned. Uh, Arvidsson's quietly having just an outstanding year, and like honestly, like, quietly, it's just like such a big understatement. Because you like, don't expect this from him? Well, like he's only a second year player, but Arvidsson has 9 goals, 14 assists to give him 23 points in 32 games, which ties him with Alexander Ovechkin and John Tavares for 41st in the NHL. Uh, but like I said, only 38% owned. Um, Predators beat reporter Adam Vingan has said this year uh, that Arvidsson has been their best player, and he might have a case here. Um, Arvidsson right now has 103 shots, which is 16th best in the NHL, and he's shooting a nice 8.7%. So Arvidsson is on pace for 264 shots this season, which would have ranked him 12th last year Uh in what is, like I said, only his second full season. Yeah. I don't know what the hell you guys are looking at over there. No, just his page, his player page. Uh, yeah. But anyways, this is the best part. All of his underlying numbers tell us that this is like, this is real and it's not bound for regression. Uh, as of right now, he has a, a modest on-ice shooting percentage of 7.89, which will obviously is very sustainable. Yeah. Uh, his PDO is right, right at 101. Um, and then this is where it gets crazy. So his Corsi 4 is 56.7. And he has uh, he leads the Predators with a relative Corsi score of fourteen point oh seven. That's crazy, which yeah. is just insane. So that That's obviously nuts. that lends credence to uh, Vingan's eye test of Arvidsson being their best player so far this year. Yeah, uh, I mean if they're controlling the puck that much more, when it's he's on insane. The ice, like... And uh, Arvidsson has this is a guy who has put up big numbers. At, at lower levels, I mean, he played in Sweden, put up big numbers his first year in the AHL. It's not a I big think, dude. Either. I think he had fifty five points in seventy games. Um, he's just a shifty crafty type of winger and uh honestly like looks like a steal for a fourth round pick for the uh for the predators so this is a guy that i think deserves a lot more respect across the board um but we'll see i mean like 38 percent is just that's like he literally him. inspired this segment right yeah yeah like i was <laughs> oh, just like 100%, I, yeah I, well like i was looking so at, how excited you were for this i was he had a huge game the other day and i was looking i'm like man like this is just like i went i went and picked him up in one league and then i went to go pick him up in another league and he was owned and uh, so I offered a trade, got him like no problem. I'm like, okay, sick. Like, this guy, you know, who he is probably. And then, like, I'm like, look, I'm like, she's only 38% owned. Like, we got to yeah, talk about this guy a little more. Crazy. So he did inspire this segment. Guy deserves a lot more respect. <laughs> uh, but, Beebs, give me another guy that you think deserves a little more respect right now. Uh, kind of jumped for someone who's um, super, super low owned, um, which, I mean, we probably should have went higher, but that's okay. Um, Sebastian Aho, though, out in Carolina. Um, Nice. It's World Junior time. It's time to talk about Sebastian Aho. It is. Oh, he was a tank last year. But um, he's uh, he's kind of slowly making himself the, the go-to guy out in Carolina for points as of right now. Um, started the year a little bit slow. A lot of people had really high hopes for him. But he's been steady throughout. He has 16 points in his first 31 games. Um, that's almost half a point per game, which is uh, a little bit more, actually, which is pretty good for uh, um, a young guy like this, especially one who wasn't necessarily getting high-end minutes to start. Um, he has five goals off 71 shots, so he is shooting. Um, his numbers are just a little more down, but again, with more confidence could come more goals, and there go, comes more fantasy stats. 
Um, in his last seven games, in five of them, he's played above 18 minutes. So he's yeah, slowly he's starting to get the The best time. thing that happened to him was when, like, Stahl and, and Lindholm went out and they kind of really leaned Absolutely, on to him yeah. and Tara Vine and, and, and Rask. And, and, well, yeah, and they started seeing how good these guys really are. Yeah. They're, they're, like... Like, they're a team that I was, like, fairly, not, like, high on, but a team that I was expecting more than most, more than yeah. most people were expecting this year. Because, like, they were, they're nice, you know, they have a deep top nine, yeah. and they're all offensive. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and they're... And their blue line's got to be anyone can break out. Under, like, sorry, underrated blue lines in the NHL. Like, they, like all those, nobody really knows who half of those guys yeah. are. But, they like, they have the best penalty kill in the yeah. league. We were talking about, they have the like, best that special comes teams. from that, yeah. The best special teams in the NHL. Yeah, who would have thought, Carolina... It was funny because I, I I did my uh, NHL 17 franchise with the Hurricanes and even I had a hard time winning with them in the video game. So <laughs> NHL 17 didn't even give them a lot of uh, a lot of credit. Not a lot of you got a credit. You want to laugh? Go look at Victor Arvidsson. It's also me playing. I'm not very good. So all right, hold your own out there. But yeah, like I mean, one of the funniest things of the preseason was Yahoo messed up their projections so bad somehow. Like Aho was projected for like 82 points or something. But like his like average draft position was like. The seventeenth round, he's projected right. for like eighty-two points. Yeah, right, that right, in, our right. dra- in our draft room, we were like, "Oh my god!" Look Imagine him just getting yeah. eighty-two. Like, yeah, but he's still he's, he's on pace for forty-two, thirty assists. Yeah, so. it's not bad. What do you say his own percentage was? Twelve? Eighteen. Eighteen. Huh. Yeah, I like Apple a lot. And, and like, it, it, I feel it, like eighteen percent of them are keeper leagues. So. Yeah, <laughs> very likely. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing. He's definitely a, a better better option in his keeper leagues. But he, as long as he keeps seeing his minutes go up, like, I mean, he played twenty minutes in two of his last five. Yeah, that's games. what I like. Like, like that's not. So yeah. the more minutes he's seen, see more power play Keep time power as play well. Time, yeah. But uh, deep. So I got th- I got three guys just to talk quickly. Some about quick you want hitters me just to rip through them real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, first, uh, get the homer pick out of the way. Mitch Marner. He's got twenty three points in thirty one games in his rookie season so far. Uh, been very good at even strength. Got positive possession rates. Seventeen points at five on five. Just three behind Ehlers and all those guys I mentioned before. Uh, his own percentage sitting at 60%, which is pretty low for a guy on pace for 60 points without any red flags in his underlying numbers. Uh, next, uh, Mike Condon. You know, not Brock's favorite Brock's goaltender. favorite goalie. <laughs> but uh, he, he's just 25% owned. So I, I'm not, like, saying he's anything special in net. But, uh, you Especially, know, after, like, right now with a couple, like, like Howard and, and Bishop going right. down. People it's are going to need a goaltender. It's such a thin position, and he's been really good in Ottawa so far this season. Uh, 921 save percentage, seven wins, and only 11 starts. Um, you know, he's obviously probably due for some regression. He posted a 903 save percentage in 55 games last year for the Habs. This is kind of what he did last year, though, too, right? Right. where he was on fire. Right. Yeah. just cooled right off. So, but, you know, I still think he has potential to be an above-average goaltender, especially with how kind of frail the position is. Um, yeah. And he's definitely due to go a lot of starts down the stretch. So I just think 25% is pretty low when you consider how thin the position is. I can't believe that, uh, you know, of all three of us, you were the one that named the goaltender. That's why I just no, mentioned him quick. <laughs> mentioned him quick. It's mind-blowing. I was like, it really well, is the Christmas When you season. said that you were doing Kahn, I was like, what the hell? Yeah, is, yeah, is that yeah. deep? Yeah, that's why I said I was just going to mention him real quick. Um, and then last is I talking about Brian Little. I just talked about him last week, which is why I don't want to go too far into detail here. But he's just 38% owned, which is crazy right now. Picked up eight points in 11 games now since yeah. coming back from injury. Since the 2012-13 season, he's been at a .73 points per game. That's a 61-point pace over 82 games. He's not real. Yeah, and uh, like we said <laughs> we last week. We should just be a Winnipeg Jets podcast. So, well, man, no, 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 no. <laughs> but staying healthy has always been his biggest issue, right? So as long as he's on the ice, he really should be owned in all formats. And yeah, he's not playing with Line A, but he's playing with Blake Wheeler, which yeah. he's obviously Ooh. showed a lot of success with in the past. So those are my uh, three guys I think that a little bit uh, disrespected so far on the 
the waiver wire. Mitch Marner, Mike Condon, Brian Little, along with Nicole. I like it. Elders. One guy I think has been absolutely shit on by fantasy owners this year is Eric Stahl, who sits at just 61% owned. Obviously, 2015-16 sorry, was a dismal season for Stahl, specifically dismal. after he was traded to the Rangers at the trade island. But I think like it's, it's pretty safe to say that one of like the most like underrated things in like not just hockey but professional sports is like how tough it is to get traded sure. especially like mid-season like that like you go in and then you're expected to make an impact in these last 20 games like you gotta play his whole career in Carolina and you get traded you gotta uproot your life move to New York try to get chemistry with these guys in such a short period of playing time playing a new system your brother's new there system, exactly, brother's exactly. There. and then you know now he goes to Minnesota this offseason at least so. he gets a full offseason you know he gets a full preseason training camp with these guys right. to get comfortable and he's looked uh, really, really comfortable in his new home in Minnesota. He's fit beautifully there. Uh, he's currently on pace for 26 goals and 40 assists. So 66 points, mm-hmm. which is his best season Classic since 2011-12 when he had 70 points. Uh, Stahl's also on pace for a healthy 235 shots. And like Victor Arvidsson, he has one of the best relative courses on his team with a maintainable on-ice shooting percentage and PDO. Stahl should be owned in, if not all, most formats, except for maybe like your right. six team leagues. I think the only there, thing right? like knocking him down at all would be just the fact that he's straight center, right? I don't think yeah. he has a second position. Yeah, there's but so you know many what, straight the other, centers this right. year. The other thing is we've seen Stahl have a lot of success so far this year, and it's been kind of like not at the expense of Zach Prise, but it's been basically without Prise. I mean, Prise's got five goals in 24 games. Like, it's yeah, crazy. Prise if Prise starts getting going like he normally does, Along with Stall and Charlie Coyle's having the best year of his career. He's that's good. a, that's a line good. that could be really, really dangerous. Or just dangerous. move Nino Niederreiter up like that we've too. been calling for it, years. Yeah, well, we're, get him up there. Just play him more than Another 15 minutes a night. Now. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Watch how much points that kid will put. Oh, yeah. Nino Niederreiter's like been one of my favorite players since he like got drafted. Just like, cannot get off the third line, no, dude. And he's so good. He's he unreal. puts up like 50 points, 45 points every year on the third line. Uh, Zucker's been on fire yeah. in Minnesota lately too. He's another guy that scored a game winner against Colorado the other night. Hurt yeah, me. but like I could probably do that. Yeah, everyone <laughs> could. <laughs> but uh, Colorado. So those are some guys we all think deserve Colorado. a little more respect in fantasy circles. If any of those guys are available in your leagues, I would definitely take a look at picking them up. Um, but now we're going to shift our attention a little bit more away from fantasy hockey. Um, we like to kind of preview. These big tournaments. Uh, last year, we talked a little bit about the World Junior. We talked about the All Star <laughs> like Game. We talked about uh, the World Cup of Hockey before that all got started. So we're just going to talk. We about do beer th- leagues. Yeah. We do it all. <laughs> we're going to talk about the World Juniors a little bit. Uh, specifically, apologies goes out to all of our non-Canadian listeners, but this is a Canadian hockey podcast. So yeah. we're going to talk about Team Canada, who obviously is coming off of a one of the worst showings at a World Junior in a long time last year in Finland. Yeah. Well, they haven't medals, like, was it twice in the last five years or something? Yeah, they've, yeah. they've been struggling. They got, really. a, so, got a bronze. I, I, and oh, it's no, not so didn't. much as Canada as much as, like, the, the talent pool everywhere else. Is yeah, is everybody's Yeah, everyone like, actually. Like, he used to be, he used to be yeah. one or two teams you got to look out for now, right? Which now is now it seems there's four or five teams, six teams that are threatening the medal. U.S. is really, a, their program's taken a big step right. forward the last couple of years. Finland's been great. Russia's always dangerous. Sweden. Yeah. They're always good, too. Yeah. And then even some of the lesser, like Denmark, uh, I don't know if they're in the tournament this year, but yeah, Germany, like a lot of these teams have like stepped up their development yeah. and really shows at the junior level. Yeah, we were just like heads and tails above everybody. Right. In the and it, I think it's only like a matter of time till that translates into the, uh, I guess you would call the men's level too, right? Mm-hmm. Like above 21, the Olympic competitions, the World Cup competitions. It's such a short tournament, too, where like kind of like anything. Yeah, if you ready. start out wrong, you can really 
shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah. I wanted to do a Denmark only show, but <laughs> I would have been a little bit. I texted you guys oh, about Team Canada, and you guys were having a tough time coming up with things to say hey, about Canada. So I'm the one who doing a Denmark podcast. Out of my limited facts I dropped, one was that their goaltending would be strong, and somebody took the goaltender as their choice. I would have been pushing for others know. to have been able to play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so, what we're going to do just like briefly is we've each picked a player that we expect to be a difference maker for Team Canada. At the World Juniors, oh, yeah. and we're going to touch on those guys, uh, and you know, give us or give you guys, I should say, a little breakdown of, of what to expect from these players. So, uh, Beebs, we'll start with you again. Who is your Team Canada World Junior difference maker uh, going to be? Um, mine was kind of an obvious choice. I'm pretty sure he's the only returning defenseman that they have, but Thomas Chabot. Um, drafted out to Ottawa a couple years back in the first round. Just could not crack the line yeah. this year. <laughs> and, I mean, after watching him play last year, he actually had a, a pretty good World Junior. Um, he had three points in five games, which isn't bad. But this guy's kind of ripping up the queue this year. He's got 20 points in 14 yeah, games. Um, and he's a defenseman. So 20 points in 14 games, pretty ridiculous from a defenseman. Um, I think he's going to be weighted heavily upon just with that experience from last year's World Juniors. Um, and he, it wasn't like he was the seventh fringe guy on last year's team either. No, he actually played quite a bit. So um, so he's coming in with a lot of experience. You normally see those guys step up, the Ryan Ellis types, you know, yeah. Aaron Eckblads. Anyways, um, the Windsor alerts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Thomas Shabbat, I think, uh, is definitely someone to keep an eye on this year um, as he's definitely going to have a leadership role on that team. And I think he's, uh, he's going to be probably run the power play from the back end, you'd think, or at least be, you know, prime source of offense yeah, so back there. So. Yeah, he's got a lot of offense. Good yeah, skater. I like him a lot. Should be uh should definitely be you always that's the one thing that Team Canada always seems to have. It's just real good blue line. So mm-hmm. Shabbat's obviously a guy to keep an eye on, like yeah. you said, former first round pick. Uh but D, who are you looking at being a difference maker for Team Canada? Uh, I'll start with the obvious one. I'll take Dylan Strom. Uh nineteen year old coming back, uh <laughs> tied the team league or the team lead in scoring last year at six points in five games alongside Mitch Marner. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the few, if not the only, on the team with NHL experience. I there's think. only a few, yeah. There's only yeah. A, uh, Barzell has a bit. Barzell, right. Uh, Did Bean get any? Bean might. No. Nope. Bean didn't get I any. I think it's literally just Great the three name, captains. Yeah. It's, it's just Strom, Barzell, and right. Shabbat. Um, so, I mean, obviously, he's like debatably their be- their most talented player going yeah, into it this year. He's huge. Which is like, when you look at uh, Canadian teams in the past, it always, there hasn't been a lot of teams where it's, uh, there's been a few, but most of them, you know, they have that standout guy who they can really lean on when they yeah. need to. There's no, there's no Connor McDavid this year. Sure. Right. Or John Tavares, yeah. who we saw tear up when he was on the team. Um, yeah, guys like that in the past. So it'll be interesting to see if Strong can step it up because I yeah. personally think he's capable. I of think it. he's that guy. Yeah. Uh, another guy I really like is Tyson Yost. Is it Yost, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I was forget. Colorado, Colorado pick. Yeah. Remember we were looking at him before the draft last year. We oh, all loved yeah. him. Uh, I'm really excited to watch him actually, and uh, uh, Dubois too because Dubois yeah. only. They, they, it doesn't seem like it's a team that has like a. It seems like a different team Canada team. A lot year, of doesn't, first it's not, round picks. It's not like top heavy. It just right. seems like super like, deep and super. But I think Pierre Luc Dubois is like especially interesting because like obviously he was like had was thought to have a chance of making the team last year. Mm-hmm. Got cut early. Mm-hmm. Now he's struggling this year in the queue. Only 18 points in just 20 got games. Too. Right. Um, so third overall pick, obviously there's a lot of talent there, and it'd be interesting to see you know where his game's at right now, yeah. where his head's at, and a perfect time to get your game back on track too, right? Um, with basically you're on the world stage for yeah. the first time, yeah. It's as big, um, as it, big as it gets. So those are three guys. I, obviously, I think the Strom could have as much of an impact as any player, but I think uh, the play of guys like Yost and Dubois will really speak. Like you need good secondary scoring, yeah, too. for sure. So especially when you don't have that 
that Connor yeah exactly I was going to I was going to talk about talk about Taylor Radish, who was leading the OHL in scoring before uh, the tournament camp. Uh, he also yeah. had two goals in their in their pre-tournament game. But I'm obviously, since nobody else mentioned the goaltending, I'm going to go with Carter Hart. Uh, goaltending's been the Achilles heel for Team Canada many times at the World Juniors, especially last year yeah. when Mackenzie Blackwood and Mason McDonald really struggled. Um, but if the WHL and pre-tournament were any indication, goaltending does not appear. Like, it should be a huge problem this year. Uh, the 18-year-old Carter Hart was a second-round pick of the Philadelphia Flyers this summer and has gone 16-3-0 with a 185 yeah, goals against gross. and a 9.28 save percentage um, in the WHL. Uh, he had a 25-save shutout in the pre-tournament against Finland. Uh, so Hart should obviously stabilize uh, what's kind of been an iffy position, you could say, for Team Canada in the last couple of years. Um, so, and you know, hats off to you for not calling him Carter Hutton at all. So yeah, that's, yeah, good, that's eh? all I was thinking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Like it was actually running through my mind. I'm like Carter Hart. It was tough. It sounded weird like the first few times. <laughs> it's like it was just guy talking about. Uh, but if you've never heard of any of those players. I'm sure you will. you're not alone, uh, you but will, get ready. Boxing Day, it's coming. Team Canada's coming for the rest of the world again. We're it's excited. in Toronto. It's crazy. My Toronto. 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 Accidental cheery. But, but uh, <laughs> my buddy is Toronto. my buddy actually went into this freaking. Uh, it was like a business, not like a business meeting, but like it was like at his work, like uh, whatever. And we're right. like talking about he's a salesman. He was a top salesman in like all of Ontario. Um, all right. And this year he got tickets. Fourth row. It's the top general to Canada, salesman? To Canada. No, like for like his company. Okay. <laughs> to Canada rush on Boxing Day. Like fourth row. I'm Come like, on. Oh my God. That's unreal. Come on. Yeah. Like, sell him to me, bro. Yeah. Our good friend just got him from his parents for what Christmas. What time's that game out of Boxing Day? Eight, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. We got a big, uh, we got a big pond hockey tournament in the morning and that at night. And Fuck. the Lions. Yeah, and the Lions too. It's going to be a huge day. Monday nighter? Yeah. Sex. If the Packers win, the Monday nighter doesn't matter though. For the record. For the, if for the, the Packers lose. Lose. So. No, the Packers win the Monday night it does not matter. Yeah, it does because if the Lions win, then aren't they? No. Fine. Oh, no, they're not. Yeah. No, the Pack. No, it doesn't matter. What I- the Lions don't have to win one more okay. game. Huh? The Lions don't have to win one more game. No, they have to be. We'll talk right. about this at the break. Right. We'll talk about this at the break. When we get no, back, we'll give I'm you guys right. the injury report. Uh, <laughs> then we're going to talk about a couple of teams that have been on absolute tears right now yep. and who we think are real deals and kind of who we think how they're going to shake out the standings uh, for the remainder of the season and then obviously we'll get to your fancy hockey questions at the end of the show uh, enjoy the Blue Stones where we argue about Lions and Packers not the Bears because they suck Bears, uh, but anyways, Vikings. here come the Blue Stones get it too. Yeah, get it. broken down so I walk the line I drown my wounds and I die I'm out of money I'm out of time I fly low like a broken arrow Time slows and my vision narrows I'm out of money, I'm out of time Sing your hearts out, sing it loud Make me happy, make me proud Black holes, solid ground Black holes, solid ground A thousand voices set on free Because it's
46, Roman Polak. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 46 <laughs> of the Daily Face-Off podcast. A very Roman Polak edition, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, real recognize and real. That <laughs> is real recognize and real for sure. Yeah, I'm your co-host, Dylan Berthium. Uh, we hope you're enjoying the show as always. Hope you enjoyed those sweet riffs from the Blue Stones. Mm-hmm. Check them out on Spotify. They're bumping right now. Lighting up the alt charts, so good on the boys. Um, right now, though, we're going to bring back Lighten up the alt an old segment that hasn't been around in a while. I don't know, why we I don't know if guys just happen to get yeah. hurt or if Brock's just slacking off, but uh, Brock <laughs> Steen is going to fill us in. All the injury news you need with this week's injury report. This month's injury report? Yeah, I don't no, know. It's, it's, this year's It's like literally report? like yesterday. It's like so much <laughs> shit just happened. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't think as much, like as many huge profile injuries like they're fantasy relevant. Haven't, like, not that many guys have been really getting knocked out for a while. Yeah. Like, yeah. And we're not going to be like, this guy's day-to-day on the Thursday episode when he comes back Saturday. Yeah, you don't want to be dropping that. Anyways, Ben Bishop will miss three to four weeks of the lower body injury that he suffered against the Red Wings yesterday. So obviously that means Andre Vasilevsky becomes a starter, which is huge. Uh, if he's available in your league and you need goaltending help, mm-hmm. absolutely get out there and pick him up. It was funny yesterday. I'm in a league and I'm playing our, my buddy. You guys know BG and uh, he, <laughs> all the guys on air know BG. Yeah, uh, no, all you, the listeners you, know you BG. Too. And uh, <laughs> s- sitting there like whatever. I have Vasilevsky in that league and he, Bishop goes goes down. Vasilevsky gets put in. I'm like, oh, I wonder if like I accidentally left Vasilevsky in my lineup. And then I go to the thing and just like I had him in. But then so he made like 20 stops, but. I'm pretty sure if, like, he would have allowed zero goals, Bishop gets credited with the win because, like, he was in net while they, when they took the one nothing lead. Okay. So I'm pretty sure Bishop gets credited with the win. But then Manta scored, like, super late in the third period against Vasilevsky. So obviously, like, hurts the goals against yeah. the same percentage, but then yeah. gives Vasilevsky the win. So I was, he was texting us more like, that's bullshit. I'm like, that's perfect. But it was, yeah. like, literally... Boys will be boys, right? Because what was it? Did Barlamov start last night, right? Yes. Yeah. So he... He was playing, I'm like, oh, you know what? Like, I don't want Varlamov. So I just, like, left Vasilevsky in. But if I would have Varlamov, he only allowed, like, two goals. Only two, yeah. Center, but Vasilevsky ends up getting the W. You know, he started on the bench, which is nice. But anyway, so Vasilevsky. And then our boy, Christos Gudelevskis, gets called up as well. The boy, yeah. Uh, also injured in that game. This had to be, like, one of the first times, like, in ever sure. that both goal- starting goaltenders got hurt. But Jimmy Howard uh, is out indefinitely with a lower body injury. Ken Holland said he's going to be out a while um, he literally like it was it was kind of, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of unsettling to watch like he was just like on the ice just like writhing in pain like he was he's done he's yeah done. He's, hate to see it it's brutal couldn't imagine why uh, I wasn't watching it though yeah but uh, Peter Morazic obviously takes over as number one starter uh, Jared Carroll has been recalled uh, who huh. The Sky? Starter. Yeah, what's his name? Probably better than Antoine B. Okay. All right, All right buddy. Uh, but Paul Stasny <laughs> is doubtful to play on Thursday. He suffered an upper body injury on Same Tuesday person. night. Um, it sounds yeah. like the Blues are just holding him out until after the Christmas break because really, why not? Uh, Andre Markov, lower body, is out Thursday, but Michelle Terrian or Michael Terrian or however you want to say it. Mostly uh, Michelle. Yeah, mostly uh, Michelle. That was but nice. But said, uh, said he is, should be back on Friday, so obviously Jeez. not a serious injury. Um, David Pasternak, who underwent the same elbow procedure that David Backus had, uh, returned to practice on Wednesday, but he's also not expected to be back until after the Christmas break. Could still even miss a couple games after the break. Right. Uh, Jonathan Marchessault, lower body, he's will there. return to lineup on Thursday. Yep. It's funny, at the start of the year, I don't think I ever thought that I would include Jonathan Marchessault as like a big injury news on No, him. no. Three weeks ago, I never thought you'd do an injury report again. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Uh, but Corey Crawford, Corey Crawford, who underwent an appendectomy, uh, is expected to return to the lineup on Friday. Uh, it's not for sure, but he's targeting Friday as he returns. Uh, but it actually sounds 
even if you are Corey Crawford owners, could be bad news. It sounds like just because Scott Darling has played so well yeah, yeah, really that good. Scott Darling uh, sh- is probably going to see more starts going forward than he did in yeah, like, he hasn't the first lost. half yeah. year. Uh, Joel Quenville, 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 whatever. Windsor alert. Uh, he said, he said, expect right. it. He said, it, he's, <laughs> Darling's like made him think, I think was the quote. He's like, yeah, you got to think about obviously giving him more starts because he's been just out. Outstanding. Yeah. Uh, Whatever, was, right? Like, keep Crawford fresh. Yeah, yeah, have them both. Sticking with Chicago, uh, Marion Hosa, who left Tuesday night's game, and Artemis Misimov, who's missed the last two games, Damn. are both day-to-day with upper body injuries as well. And last but not least, uh, our boy, Rick Nash. What? Groin. I don't claim that Again, we well, always talk about him, like... No, yeah, yeah, he can be your boy. Uh, it's not mine. Rick Nash is out Me through so the Christmas break uh, with a, a re-aggravated groin injury. So that's the injury report. I think it's a lot. I think it's the first time we've talked about the injury report since like episode thirty eight. So Something like that. It's yeah. Been, uh, I always love the injury report because we can just make little comments behind. Yeah, it. it's always just me talking about injured guys and you guys just snickering talking about bullshit and who knows what. <laughs> it's not bullshit. Um, That's pretty much the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Um, okay. So we're gonna talk about some teams who've just been absolutely ripping it up, just similar to the uh, similar to the Blue Stones and the Alt Charts. These guys are just yeah, ripping, it up. ripping it up, just super ripping up the NHL standing charts. Nice, I like it. Um, so what we've done is there's six teams that are an absolute fire, and we're kind of we each ranked we each ranked these teams one through six and put together a consensus one through six on how, how we think, on yeah, how we think yeah. they're going to finish the exactly. year, uh, which yeah. team is actually Take the best, in. which team is the sixth best in this group of teams uh, going good. forward. So we'll give you guys our consensus top six yes. and maybe a couple of reasons as to why we have each team where or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the six teams are um, the Pittsburgh Penguins, who are obviously on fire, who uh, they've won... They've had a point in 10 straight games. We're, we're putting them at one is what you're saying? No, no, no. I'm just going to list the teams and I'll read off. Oh, our okay. List. Sorry. Um, the Penguins. Ha- the, sorry, I don't have them. Wow. 8-0-2 in their last 10. Um, the Columbus Blue Jackets have obviously won 10 in a row. Uh, the Minnesota Wild have won 8 in a row. The Washington Capitals are 6-1-0 and in their last 7. San Jose Sharks are 8-3-0 in their last 11. And the Philadelphia Flyers, who had previously won 10 in a row, are 0-1-1 oh, in their last two, so 10-0-1 right. oh, in their last 12 games. So Wait, it is worth noting, though, that Minnesota, over that eight-game win streak, has played the Avs twice. So and the Avs are of, terrible. So a couple of scrimmages mixed yeah, in there. So they're yeah. like, they won six in a row. <laughs> six yeah. and a half. Six in a row with, like, yeah, a couple of scrimmages. So, what, so we decided to rank those six teams uh, with a consensus <laughs> list, and the consensus list came up with the Washington Capitals on top um, – D, do you have the numbers in front of you at all? Uh, yeah. Sitting right there. I don't have their records, but I have... No, but you have their... I yeah, have their PDO and their possession rating on the Okay, year. so I'll name the team. You go ahead and give us that. Okay, so Washington, uh, slightly high PDO right now, 101.5. It's a sixth best in the league or sixth highest, I would say. <clears throat> and their Corsi rating, 52.58% on the year at even strength. means they're controlling 52.58% of the shot attempts. Uh, that puts them at fourth in the league. So for me, uh, when we'll talk about the other guys, I just think that gives them uh, a boat of a slightly more consistency moving forward. I think the PDO can be slightly explained by the fact that you have Braden Holpe in net yeah. and uh, a lot of offensive talent 
on it's crazy too like we because we they're finally starting to catch fire which we we talked about last week because nets off and stuff but this is still a team that seems to be underperforming yeah. in almost every aspect of the game slowly yeah. getting there yeah yeah and starting to come around big yeah. turnaround game when they beat pittsburgh 7-1 a couple weeks ago it yeah. seemed like actually though yeah. some guys just kind of lit the fire Whoa. on their ass a bit but like ovechkin still like i mentioned earlier like 41st in league in points right now. It's yeah. crazy. Only yeah. 23 points. Like yeah, there's all, like we look at that team and think think there's uh, still a lot of room to grow too, right? Yeah, yeah for even, sure. Which is scary for yeah. anyone in their path. Our, yeah. our boy, well, my boy mostly, Barakowski's been in this point this year in and out of the lineup. But that Yak and Veron has come up. He's played well. There, so there are many te- boys. There's a team that uh, has a lot of potential yeah. for it. So that's why they land number one on our list. Uh, number two is the Pittsburgh Penguins for obvious reasons. Uh, D... Take it away. 100.9 PDL on the season, so a little high, but definitely within the realm of sustainability. And, uh, of course, you're rating at 51.73%. Good for ninth in the league. That would be a great – should be a change your Twitter handle to just realm of sustainability. <laughs> Do you like that? <laughs> That's dope. I even have that right now. Just be your fantasy, fantasy hockey. Just, just be like everything. Just realm of sustainability. The realm of sustainability. That's, <laughs> That's what it's all about. You can get that real. going, yeah. Um, They've just been ridiculous. Oh, like, yeah. Even like they go out and blow the Rangers out. No Latang, no Daly. Yeah. Sidney Crosby's just a freak as we talk about every yeah, week. Yeah, like, nuts. Something's going on there. Just, just a shame he has to come off. Matt Murray can't play for continuing to be something. awesome. So funny, it, man! It's crazy yeah. how much we just like either chirp guys or like pump their tires, and then like something happens to them immediately. Like we just lit Kunitz up last yeah, week, we got and it. just immediately after the episode's launch, just gets put on Malkin's line. We're, like, We're ah. hockey fans. That's what happens. It's funny, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're they're obviously just scoring at will right now. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Justin Schultz second in the league in plus minus. Yeah, crazy. Pretty ridiculous. <laughs> Wasn't he like leading the, or like, had the worst in the league? Yeah, on that's yeah. why it's funny. Like yeah. plus minus. It's almost like the but, player doesn't matter at all. Yeah, <laughs> weird. <laughs> no, but he is playing. We talked about it a ton last week. He's playing some of the best hockey of his NHL career, if not sure. the best. Uh, right, but in he's a nice got, spot. Right, and he's just you know he's gotten uh, that's the word I'm looking for. Just the least pressure he's ever faced. Uh, like not, I think that's changing a little bit now, though. He's 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 gonna he's being thrown in the fire a little bit now with Latang and Dalio. Like oh, yeah. they don't really yeah. have anybody else to, to True. lean on. Yeah, he starts to ha- he's gonna have to start taking like some more some harder even strength minutes. Anyway. Like we've kind of seen like since those guys went down, like he has started to play some heavier minutes. And Derek Pouliot comes in the lineup as kind of like that sheltered yeah. offensive guy. Right. Like, like Schultz Still was very solid though. Uh, but number three for us was the San Jose Sharks. Hmm? D. Uh, 99.7 PDO, so nothing wrong with that. 15th in the league. Uh, possession rating, 51.75% on the season. Good for 8th. Yeah, they're good. They're good. Nothing not, not to say about them. They've no. got, uh, they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to lose. Right. Well, I just think there's like a... <laughs> yeah, that's true, though. That is too true. Yeah. Well, who knows? They, they always do. They just kind of lack a little bit of the star power at this point, I would say, when they're going up against those other teams at the top line. But like, their depth, uh, again, is almost yeah. unmatched in the NHL this year. Yeah, another guy that I would definitely – I tweeted it out a bunch last week is Timo Meyer, who was just recalled, <clears throat> absolutely ripped up good. the AHL um, and uh, former first-round pick, top-10 pick. Timo Meyer, one goal. He's fired 11 shots in three games. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks like a, a player who's going to stick around on that lineup. Uh, they bumped Joel Ward off. Like pretty much off the team at this point. Yeah. He's been healthy scratched a couple times. So he's going to see consistent top six minutes. And I think that there's a, a clear-cut path for him to work his way uh, into the top six. I mean, we see somebody like Kevin LeBanc, who's just Kevin LeBanc. I mean, he's, he had really good numbers. But is it LeBanc? Le, LeBanc. Uh, and then Mikel <laughs> Bodker, who's had a LeBanc, whatever. Yeah. Uh, he <laughs> Just like, I'm like kind of the French guy in this group. I guess we're all. Keep 
I'm literally in the French. bong. Yeah. Uh, but Mikel, yeah, I see nothing going on. Mikel Bodker, uh, he's had a rough year too. So I think that Myers is a guy that can work his way onto that line with Logan Couture, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously Good. a lot of offensive upside. So I'd be picking him up if if available. Brent Burns continues to lead the NHL. Pick shots. him up too. Yeah, yeah. if he's available. <laughs> yeah, if he's and, available. Uh, obviously, obviously, Martin Jones uh, is just yeah, one of the one of the better lately. goalies in the NHL. Yeah. Uh, right now, which we touted early on last season. People yeah. don't forget. Yeah. yeah, it's funny actually. So I remember, remember last week how we were talking about. Uh, his backup Aaron Dell and we were trying yeah. to figure out what their their thing was so Justin Becker tweeted at us and then he's like finally listening to the latest app I spot started Aaron Dell recently and my temporary name was dude I got a Dell and I guess <laughs> that's that not was bad like, hey, Dell? That's so good. but honestly people in your league probably looked at it and were like what? Yeah. Oh, oh, that. Goal. But it's like Adel too, right? So yeah. The yeah. That's really funny. It's that's really an unreal like, yeah, the one. Period or anything, and then he's like, and then when I did a roster spot pack, my temp team name became Dude. I had Adele. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Um, but I totally yeah. didn't mean to chirp the name. I just meant they wouldn't even know that Dell was a player in the league. <laughs> right. So they're like, right. Yeah. And we're gonna continue to just probably throw, gotta win. This Becker was just coming at us with just some of the most quality yeah. team names ever. So then she just kept going. I'm not going to read them all, but this one was just ha- made me laugh so hard. He's like, and then at one point, I spot started Phil Krueger. So this guy's literally just changed his name. like uh, Based on the spot start? Yeah. <laughs> well, like, he was talking about, like, uh, like when he had uh, when he had Eichel. It's like, I like I like Ike. And then yeah. when... when uh, and then when he Eichel got hurt, he said, I don't like it. But, like, with, like, Ike. Yeah. And he's like, when I spot started Grubauer, I had... Grubauer, question mark? I hardly even know her. <laughs> I was dying when I read that. So, quality she names. Join like, league with this guy just yeah. to like, that's to see all his It was so names. funny, I was dying. But obviously, so, getting back to it, uh, Aaron Dell, back up to Martin Jones, great goaltender. Um, number Jones four on the Both. consensus list was the Columbus Blue Jackets. Really you are on fire. John Tortorella, getting the job. Done in Columbus, D, right away. So, you know, solid possession, they're 50, 50.69%, 14th, so hovering around uh, that top half of the league. Uh, PDO, though, is definitely high. It's at 102.6 right now, uh, fourth highest in the league. So uh, last season, I think the highest was 102.5 for the Rangers, and uh, it's plus or minus 2.5%, which is, like, considered uh, what you would expect for bound uh, for some aggression. So I think, like, definitely the Blue Jackets uh, – in that regress, uh, in that aspect, are definitely probably uh, bound to regress. But I don't think that's any secret. Right? Like everyone knows, they've been getting yeah. to the puck club. When you look at just their scoring, it's just like their it's, power it's play. Just yeah, their power play at twenty seven percent. Like, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the one thing where it's just really like it's got to go down. Like you look at their team; they've got one, two, three, four, five, six guys with twenty plus points, and then you look at their power play. They've got five guys with 11 or more power play points. That's like, crazy. it's just insane. That's crazy. Atkinson, 15 power play points. Wenberg, 13. Felino, Gagne, Wierenski, all with th- with 11. That's just their one unit. Like, yeah. that one unit is just teeing off. Right. The rest of their team combines for, like, mm-hmm. a, a, like seven power play Think points. of those names, too. If we would have talked to the beginning of the year, Sam Gagne, Nick Felino, Zach Wierenski, what's that? Um, yeah, Wenberg. We'd have been talking about this. People would have been like, well, yeah, like, I, like, like Atkinson, even we would have been I like, think what? like for 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 all a- intents and purposes, Atkinson and Wenberg were guys that were definitely draftable that we yeah. that we talked about. But I mean, but like what they've done, I mean, the thirty three points yeah. in thirty games for Atkinson. That's nobody saw that coming. Mm-hmm. Wierenski was obviously a guy with a lot of uh, potential. I don't think anybody really expected twenty one in thirty games. But no. I mean, obviously, this team's clicking at a at a high rate right now. But yeah, twenty seven percent come. That's going to drop, like, 
at least 7%. You would like, you, still, you would still very solid. But, uh, I mean, as long as Bobrovsky's playing well, even C-Mac went in yesterday, 40, like, one saves in regulation. <laughs> Saw that. Like, unreal. He always OT. does it once a year. Like. No, he, dude, he's been great all year. He's like a 935 save percentage. He had like an 890 yeah, like last four year. Starts. It's like, it's like seven. Okay. But still, it's pretty crazy. Uh, number five, Minnesota Wild, one eight in a row. D? Uh, currently boasting the highest PDO in the league at 103.3. Uh, not, Next up, Nick. Right. And a subpar possession rating, 48.28%. Actually, the only team on this list, list to not be in the top half of possession in the league. Uh, so Minnesota to me was the worst, but Brock, you know, you had, uh, I just like, well, I was just going off the fact that I think Bobrovsky will probably get hurt at some point. And Dubnik yeah. is, Dubnik is probably the second best goalie on this. And any of these teams behind probably Braden Holpe, uh, Matt Murray might have something to say about that as well. Sure. But, uh, I just like Dubnik. He's played, he's just been exceptional this year. And I think like the the likes of Zach Parise has got to step up. I just think that there's more to like about a team like this, just based on their goaltending than a right, team but like I, Philadelphia. Like I think Dubnik can still play really good, and his play can regress a little bit to yeah. the point where it's gonna hurt the team. Because I'm just like not, I'm so just much. not totally ready to be like, oh yeah. But you're right. Like, at the same Columbus time, is a hundred percent better. Yeah, than yeah. Minnesota. No, or, or Philly for that good. reason. Like, right. No, you can't at all. But to me, like just four, looking five, at it, okay, they're the only team. To not be in the top half of possession, right. and they have the highest PO in the league, like to me, that's just that's red flags. All yeah, over I just think that's like just bound I just think mind. like that if I think if like Bobrovsky went down, like the wheels would fall yeah. off a lot more. Oh yeah, in Columbus, but that could just be me. I don't know. For me, it was a clear cut one, two, three, and then four, five, six was pretty much just a toss up. Yeah, uh, but then we had six, obviously Philadelphia, who could have easily been four, but yeah. Um, Philadelphia, give us their numbers, D. 99 PDO, so super honest right now. 24th uh, highest in the league, so nothing to worry about there. Uh, Corsi percentage, 50.82%. Good for 13th in the league. So I, I think just a solid team will probably end up in the playoffs by the end of the year. Um, it's going to come down to the goaltending, whether or not Mason can continue. Yeah, and that's the one thing that's funny that their PDO... Their PDO was probably like super low early, too, because like they just had... like Their save percentage was just awful. Like, they're yeah. really brutal, and now it's just... Starting to climb back towards normality, right? Or maybe they have play. a slightly higher shooting percentage, right? Like, well, that's true. That's that that too as well. Obviously, factors in. Uh, but D- Beebs, throw it over to you because it's Twitter time. Yeah, I thought this was another thing. I thought we might be losing because it's been a while. But well, uh, sometimes we just don't get a lot of questions. No, I know so that's no what it is. Doing it for like one question. You guys came out hot this week though. Kind of jokes. I liked it. But as always, hit us on Twitter at DFO Podcast or any of us. Uh, we got at 3D Bert Fume. Is yep. that the full thing? It's yep. the full thing? At 3D Birth Team. That's D, of course. Giving you that extra lens into the, yeah. into the hockey world. At yeah. 3D Vish. Watch this, though. And then uh, the only other account that matters, uh, at Beeps Bondi. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. Yeah. Definitely don't follow at Brock yeah. underscore He has enough. Like, or at Daily Face Off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But do follow at Daily Face Off Podcast. Yeah. DFO Podcast. DFO Podcast. Just follow all five. I don't know. It. Make it. Where is it? Four? Six? I don't know. <laughs> five. Yeah, we're there. Five. We're there. <laughs> Guys, math skills are on camera. Yeah, that's why we talk and just uh, have beautiful faces for podcasts. That's why podcasts, I'm the numbers guy, so, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so good math. Yeah. But anyways, first question. Now I gotta. I love this name. But um, anyways, first question. It's probably from, you. <laughs> no, I'm at <laughs> Beeps Bonnie. <laughs> I'm at Beeps Bonnie. Anyway, at Man 29 asks. I'm tapping out. I was offered Getzlab from McKinnon. Should I accept? And then a little. Quotate, or, I just sorry, brackets. He, he actually posted the pictures. Oh, it's just a point to where goals over three assists over two. So goals yeah. are just a little Then he also asked, which is super, super relevant, is it time to cut bait with Barry? Love it. Cut bait? 
Um, for me, I'd rather have Getzlaff than McKinnon. So yep. if you have McKinnon, I'd be trading him for Getzlaff. Uh, Getzlaff's in his. Gets, Why? What is McKinnon Gets last in that same boat as last year where he just McKinnon can't seem to score, but he does have 24 assists in 31 games. Uh, he's not shooting as much as... I mean, we kind of... This has been a trend now for two years in a row. We've seen Gets last uh, shooting totals drop a bit. Um, but still, McKinnon, that seems just not good. Yeah, enough. that's the one worry, but uh, still. But... Again, we've seen last year Gaslap's shooting percentage was at seven point three. This yeah. year it's even lower at seven point one. So at a career eleven point eight percent shooter, I think we uh, we should see the puck start. He's just the way safer bet to like put up six hundred percent. Yeah, and you know what? That team is that team. The only like thought to me would be if if it's a, a keeper league or a redraft. But I, I just assume it's redraft if they don't specify. But again, like if goals are a little heavier weighted, I think you're. Probably you might get more yeah, goals out of McKinnon, yeah. but True. I mean he's not a huge goal scorer either. He's only got four or yeah. eight goals, so he's only yeah four more goals. And I still think like that's most last, shots of his career though on pace for right yeah, now. Yeah, so. he is shooting the puck a ton, but yeah. I just think you're a lot safer. With no, two absolutely. True, yeah. um, and then Barry, I'm still not ready to cut bait with Barry. Uh, this is a guy that I was pretty high on coming into the year, but we were like kind of high on this Avs team. Just we're like ah, well, yeah, it's gone. They, they gotta be good. Fantasy wise, didn't yeah. work at all. No, <laughs> this, this Bender no. guy came in. He's like, yo, I'm Patrick Wall. So hard. I think to... it's just Patrick Wall. Like in so the hard sky. to write about. Uh, but Barry, so yeah, bad. he's he's struggling big time. Uh, uh, it obviously depends what like uh, how deep your league is and who's available. Yeah. Um, Probably not gonna get better though from like a third or fourth D man. No, like if there's like an Ivan Provorov out there, then yeah, like I'd consider it for sure. Uh, but it all depends. I don't know if you want to maybe tweet back at us. Um, and let us know who's available. We can give you a little more insight on that one. Yeah, um, that's that's obviously as much. Yeah, but second question. Beeps just like, oh, that's me, man. Let <laughs> yeah. me tell you who's available. Yeah, I'll tell you right now. Um, second question though comes from at Adam Glavani, and he asks, in all caps. So I'm gonna say it the way it is. Scream it. What do I do with Gabe Landis Cog? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Risto. <laughs> um. Yeah. Rock. <laughs> Let us know what you should do with Gabe Landis. I, I will absolutely love how many tweets we just get right now that just hashtag Risto! <laughs> There's like every fourth tweet. It's good. It's unreal. Uh, what it's probably the most you... annoying thing we've ever done on the show and people just and it's love just, it. Yeah, it's great. Reason. D doesn't like it, but... I don't mind it. We just... You gotta uh, look like him more. Yeah. I, I said... Easy to hide my disdain in Brantford. It's true. Uh, we said last week, give him, give him two weeks. So it's been a week. I'd give him... Still squeaking his way in. I'd give him the moved week. Moved up a line. Yeah, he's moved on the power play. Yeah. I'd give him the first week after the... All, or the I keep wanting to say all-star break. Christmas, Christmas. breaks. Yes. Uh, if he still has nine points. Yeah. Cut or ten. Bait. Cut bait. Gotta get rid of him. I mean, like, we talked about his ceiling's just not high enough. Uh, yeah. I feel yeah. like I'm not... Unless there's somebody just outrageous. If Victor Arvidsson's on, on free agency right now, <laughs> or Eric Stahl, yeah, or Mitch Marner, or Nick Nikolai Ehlers, Ehlers, then go get those guys. But or Brian uh, Little, sure, maybe. Me. No, I take anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm just not ready. Uh, but great tweet. Um, keep yeah. it coming. Let's go. A lot of emotions Number on that. Three. I loved it. Big ol' F-bomb. Um, so this one's from Go22nd Nerd. I always get that one wrong. <laughs> Beerbot. But Beerbot. Thank you. Um, he says, I own Atkinson for the next three years. I'm rebuilding this year. Should I sell at this point as he's on fire or hold? He's arrived, question mark? DL, I should take this one because you got a pretty good answer on the first. <laughs> I don't even think, I don't even know if he's in the Blue Jackets plans for the next three years. Right. Uh, yeah, to me, I would say definitely Atkinson is a 
prime sell high guy right now. Like I don't think there's a better sell high candidate in the NHL. No, no. Like okay. I think I do think Atkinson's good, but like oh, to great. me there's nothing to suggest. Not a point for game good. No, there's nothing to suggest that he's that over like the fifty point guy that we've seen every like year in year out, right? So, um, yeah, I just think he's on a hot streak. The whole team's on a hot streak. Obviously the power play has been ridiculous. Like Brock talked about, fifteen points on the power play. Come on, it's Come gonna on. slow down. Like yeah. I can't keep up. Um, so yeah, I would move Atkinson. He's one under his career high sure. power play goals already. Like it's crazy. Yeah. So he's shooting at like we talked about last week. Like the, his his underlying numbers say he's like speaks to him having it's not been good luck. His on ice shooting percentage is like six, but his actual shooting percentage is fifteen point seven. So that's gonna right, but, a bit. But the, the thing is, too, on ice shooting percentage is just that even strength. Right? Yeah. No. Yeah. He's been just ripping it up on the power play. Right. And that's gonna slow down. Right. Yeah. But. Uh, He's definitely holy shit. He's he's on pace for thirty eight goals and fifty two assists, <laughs> ninety no. points. Sell no high, yeah, definitely sell high. I don't think that uh, Cam Axon is going to be putting up ninety so points for the next three years. There's no way. So yeah, like I don't think like people are definitely going to want this guy on the team right now. So like the even novice he, even if he puts up sixty also. points for the next three years, I think you can. At least get somebody back that can do that. At yeah. This point. Oh, yeah. So I'm definitely selling high on him. Yeah. Me yeah. too. Agreed. Um, Final I question. I also think that he maybe has arrived, which was the last part. Yeah. Of no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of both, right? But yeah. But I, I would still for he, sure. But it's still right. Yeah. Like, Ninety points is just insane. Right. right. Yeah. No. If you can get like an 82 point guy for him. Yeah. Do it. Oh, yeah. oh Jamie Ben can let's go. Yeah. Like, again, I'm just <laughs> gonna say I don't trust Torella to like run with anyone over a cold streak. So if it comes for Atkinson, but especially how much depth that team has, like he could find himself on the third line, like easy, like that. I snapped, snapped. and didn't go through. This one's from at Do Nots Four. <laughs> it's snap, apparently. At Do Nots Four asks. <laughs> it's got to be donuts, right? Do Nots. No, I'm just I reading what's in my face, bro. I don't know. Okay, I think so it might be donuts. Donuts for or do not? It's donuts. Spelled, it's spelled do nots. Yeah, it's spelled do nots, but it's one word. Donuts for <laughs> asks, what do I do with Cordy? Oh, wow, I'm just rattled from this. <laughs> what do I do with Corey Schneider? 20-team league? Laner is the only steady starter available. Yeah, if it's a 20-team league, like... That's just, a huge you league! Schneider is still... Try to I don't know, I don't know why... For the record, I don't know why Laner is on free agents in a twenty-team league. Yeah, I would be picking him yeah, up. Yeah, but not don't, don't drop Schneider. No, like, I would drop you one have, of your other skaters. Right, exactly right. what I was just saying. Right, like you have to wait on Schneider at this point. But Laner, Laner can offset some of Schneider's bad numbers right now, right? Like his goals against could be a little higher, but his save percentage is so good. Like it's not. Bro, you literally, over you literally just have both you of them on it? your team, and you just yeah. start them when they start on home ice. If yeah. they start on the road, you leave them on your bench. <laughs> But like definitely pick up Laner on twenty teams. Going a home stretch. Like if every team, if every team has twenty or two goalies. Laner's for sure better than the forty-first goalie in the league. Yeah, like easily definitely. top twenty. Yeah, definitely. Or like so, try to package Schneider in a deal, maybe. I yeah. don't know. Like play, no, player and Schneider no, for a better goalie. There's yeah. no point trading Schneider. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I don't Value's think there's too low. Yeah, Cam Atkinson and Schneider. Okay, for Sidney Crosby. That's cool. Sydney. But no, definitely. But no one, you're not going to find someone who's interested in Atkinson and Schneider. You know what I mean? Those are two different types of super, super gullible guy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Just in general, likes trade. I offered a trade today for Patrice Bergeron, thinking like, like it was a poo trade. Like not like awful, but I'm like, oh, like this is going to be buying low. Did it get accepted? On Bergeron, and he he messages me back, and he said, he's like, yeah, like 
I have faith in Bergeron going forward. And I was just like, damn, you're good! You son of a bitch! <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, anyone who would ever see a trade from you would be like, why is this trade coming right now? <laughs> yeah. Or like, why would you had any brain you would, this yeah. trade? Did you see... I, I retweeted it today. I don't often tweet a lot of um, advanced stats stuff. I thought he was going to stop right there. From... From DFO, just because like I don't know, like a lot of everybody's super into it, right? Yeah. But Sean Tierney, who we talked about, uh, probably coming on the show soon. Yeah, uh, he's the got show. the best charts in the league. Best charts. He was he had like, uh, he had, it was like how just good everybody is in all situations, and it was just like, uh, it, it showed like the rest of the league, and then Pasternak, Marshawn, and Bergeron, they yeah. were just like so far gone For from no anybody in the NHL. Well, like yeah. it's just insane. They've no, just been yeah. absurd. But uh, yeah, he did. He turned me down on that deal. I was really upset. I'm like, oh, I'm getting Bergeron on the cheap right now. And <laughs> it nice. didn't work yeah. out. But anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed episode number 46 of the Daily Faceoff podcast. I did. I'm Brock Segan to my left, Beebs Bonnie to my left, left Dylan D. Berthium. Double left. We hope that every single one of you has a wonderful Christmas holiday. Um, go Team Canada in the World Juniors. Yeah. Um, I'm not. We don't have a concrete schedule on how everything is gonna yeah, we'll break see. down over the break. If we decide to release an episode over the break, uh, we'll tweet it out. But if not, you probably won't hear from us until after the New Year. So Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Yep. We'll Enjoy the Blue Stones. We'll see you guys back here when we see you guys back. I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.